This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Being your best self feels good for your loved ones and for you. Visit betterhelp.com slash gen2gen and get back to being you. Everybody, to another episode of <laughs> Gen to Gen, episode five. Yes, uh, Matthew Espinoza, and I'm Eric Griffin. Eric Griffin, we and my it. longtime friend. I was, I, can I not talk? I'm being introduced. I'm gonna, gonna can anything. we introduce you? Can we? Man, <laughs> I was like, do I just sit here in the middle and just yeah, yeah. like, what if, what if, what if we never talk to you? <laughs> How long would I wait? No, I wouldn't wait. I jump in pretty quick. Eventually, just gets out. <laughs> All right, Dane Cook, everybody, right. Dane Cook. Woo. Hello, yes. Let's we, go. you know, uh, you know, so you know, it's Gen to Gen. Uh, you know, it's his generation versus our generation because we're the same age. Verse, yeah. Are we fighting? Versus, we're not, yeah. Yes. Yeah, we do an arm it's wrestle. A duel. <laughs> Every episode starts off with a good old, good old arm wrestle. Uh, we know we just uh, we decided to do this thing uh, because you know it's, we learn from each other, which right. is something that people don't normally do. Right. You know, yeah. so we've had a bunch of young people on, and we've I've learned from them and. And I thought, you know, let's get some other people on. And I, I, actually, you guys are actually pretty similar in my eyes in terms of, like, you really have a great work ethic in terms of, like, just a great work ethic. Uh, he knew how to, once he got into the social media, boom, it right. took off. And you're the, you were the same way. And what do you think was the very first... Uh, I'm not going to ask a question yet. Go, I feel, go, I, no, no, yeah, I feel like I'm it. still... Are we still in intro mode? No, 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 no. You go. No, you're, we're, we're, we're in it in. now. We're oh, in. Our right. intro usually like lasts around two. five seconds. Yeah, yeah. Usually we're I feel like it's pretty quick. Uh, people who are early adopters of understanding like, oh, this is how I want to connect with people, but not just in a superfluous way like I'm selling you on something, but like, let me let me go on this journey of my artistic growth with an audience of people who will hopefully bring more people into the fray. Did, yeah. Was that what you were discovering right away that you had that like that uh, um, quick route, you know, relationship yeah, with people for sure. Because, you know, growing up, I always looked at actors and, and writers and all that stuff. And it's, it's has this mysterious tone to them, you know, before the internet, it had like, unless you're seeing them on the screen, you're not seeing them right. out, you know? So, it started becoming this, oh, the more we know about you, the more we like you type thing. And then you also have to balance this accessibility that you're giving them so you could still have your own private life. So, right. yeah, I noticed that at a pretty early age that people enjoyed that personality that I was giving them. So I kind of really dove into that. But it started getting a little messy when I didn't know how much access, like I you know, mentioned. That's right. You know. How much till the magic of who you've become on the screen is diluted because they know what you use to brush your teeth and yeah. like yeah, yeah, and what yeah, pillow yeah. you sleep on and and this right. and all that. So it's, what is so yeah, let's that's kind of an interesting jumping off point because I think uh, as a person who also like yourself was like, mm -hmm. "Oh, this is a this is a portal." Yeah. Right? To yeah. to finding audience, to building that fan base, but how do I keep the magic of uh, you know, TMI so that when they they want to come see my show or they want to see me in a in a film role or take on something different, like what is too much social media? I, I just think right now we're we're a state where we're we're changing the rules as we go, and I think that there that there, there is such a thing as there is too much, or maybe that's now just enough. Maybe that's yeah. the normal, you know, because you know the mysterious of like I don't know if some of the stars from our childhood that were super mega stars could have been super mega stars. 
with social media. Right. They did it differently. I don't know if Michael Jackson would have been as big. I don't know if OJ would have been as big. Right. I don't know if, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, 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 it's, there's Michael Jordan even. Could Michael Jordan have dealt with social media the way, say, LeBron James is dealing with social media? Mm. They have a different path of, of superstardom. Yeah. There's mm. also that, like, who would have had foot and mouth disease to where they said too much or put a bad onus on their brand or whatever mm. because maybe not everybody knows how to have that conversation, man. Not that, everybody's good at editing on the fly like that. Now that's yeah. the interesting word you said, brand. So were you always aware of your brand? Like when it when it first caught because like you want to talk about ground floor, okay? Yeah. This guy's ground floor, right? Oh, I'm he, all, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm talking <laughs> oh, about yeah. you saw MySpace as a way of being like, oh, you know what? I can get butts in the seats with right. this. I can engage with my fans. Like whatever the thought process was, right. it was a lot of things. Yes. That now people just take for granted, you know? Yeah. So were you were you brand building at that point? Did you you know? I was, but it's it's tying into what. What you're also putting up, which was, I had 10 years on the road before the internet really, caught, mm -hmm. you know, kind of caught on. And so I had all these college age kids that were coming up or people that see me in clubs. And now I finally had this portal where we could, a hub, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody can come onto this MySpace page. Yeah. And so right off the bat, I found that I had like several thousand people that were finding me right away. Mm -hmm. As soon as the interaction started within a week, I was like, this is it. One week and I went... This is going to continue to grow. Mm -hmm. I know that my hub is going to just, you know, if I put out good content. So immediately I was thinking branding because I put on my very first mission statement. If you're going to be a fan of mine, if you're going to follow me here, don't follow me unless you're a fan of risks because I'm going to take a lot of them. Mm -hmm. It was a, it was a excuse for me to kind of cup a little bit and mm -hmm. say, I'm going to do some stuff that's not like the same, you know, pattern yeah. from other comics. For sure. That... That gave me a bit of a, like, okay, that's all right if somebody taps out. Mm -hmm. And yet I felt it also allowed people to go, oh, what is, what is this journey going to be? Mm -hmm. And that, that wasn't a one-trick pony start. It was that, that the ability to go, I'm going to grow and change as a person. Mm -hmm. as I'm going to evolve. I'm going to be ignorant sometimes. I'm going to learn. I'm going to fuck up. Hopefully they'll let me grow, express regret. Uh, talk about, you know, mm -hmm. highlight real moments mm -hmm. if I want to, in, in a way that's not like, I'm not boasting, but I am in terms of branding. I always thought of it like we, we are on this journey. I don't think I ever used it. I didn't go, I got this thing. I booked, I, guys, look what we did. Yeah. We did this. And I made them a part of that kind of pr production team for me. Now, when you say. Uh, so I didn't call it branding, but I definitely was understanding. understanding I'm, I'm growing happening. up with a generation yeah. that's. Start. This is their golden age of television. Is now that's what they used to call. It, by the way, the golden age of television <laughs> way back because there was nothing else. But this was yeah. the golden age of the next thing, and I knew I was a part of it. So you know, do you feel though that there was like a little bit of a little bit of like a leeway, a little bit of rope being a comic? You know, like mm -hmm. when you say, "Hey, I'm, I make some mistakes." Also, the times, right? Because if you think now, right? Because I would say that Matt is very aware of the things that he says but, but are, are you different but are you then doing that to a point where this is going to be a tough thing to answer like everything's shut off and you're looking in the mirror is your integrity intact where you're like i'm really living as honest as i possibly can while things are rolling or are you going i'm a little aware of things that i'm saying and doing mm -hmm. and does it make you feel like when everything goes off do you go do you go and breathe in a sigh of like oh i feel yeah. great or do you go Ooh, 
Well, I think at the end of the day, I just, I really do understand the responsibility I have with the audience I have and, and also understanding the age of the audience I have, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, I'm not perfect and I'm not always making the right decisions, but at the end of the day, I know what I can put on the internet and what I shouldn't put on the internet for the most part. And I know that if I can make a video and make someone laugh without cursing, for instance, or making a crude joke, then I'll go for that because I know I have a long career and I can do that at a certain point eventually. Mm -hmm. But right now I know that there's younger kids watching me and I just know that's my responsibility. And that's just who, that's just who I am personally. Not everyone wants to take that on and that's fine. That's, but that's just who I am. That's my parents have been like, I've just raised me that way. So you, you could probably even look at, um, you know, kind of unfortunately, it's like some of the we grew up with like the Disney kid generation, and yeah. some of them didn't make it out alive because they were so homogenized and so one branding. Yeah, thing, one brand. They they yeah. were afraid to grow up, or maybe mm-hmm. the people around them didn't want to see them change. Well, it's like, also a money thing too, man. It's like this is yeah. your brand. Like look look at Hannah Montana. Look at my. I was Cyrus. gonna say Miley Cyrus. Miley, yeah, so, yeah. You know, you're like if you're making millions of dollars being this thing, right? And then and then you go and you're a kid. And then, like, you're going through puberty, and you're going through, like, right. hey, can I, can I not yeah, be a kid anymore? Yeah. And, yeah. Can right. I not be a kid anymore? Can I like boys? Can I like this? Can I right. go out on day? And then she just went, of course, we just witnessed her whole rebellious. Yeah. But it, unfortunately, she was so famous, we, we got to witness it to the point where she's at this place now where she's just, like, at a totally different place. I've mm-hmm. seen her on podcasts and stuff, and I go, oh, man, you've grown from right. all of this. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. Like, uh, you it know, seemed to inform her, right? And yeah. some people, it, um, I don't know. Maybe not everybody's ready to grow the way she did at those moments. Mm. But we've seen it's a detriment so, yeah, to some people sure. that too much of that. I watched the um, oh, I'm so uh, Charlie and uh, the Demili- Demilio. Oh yeah, the Demilio. I watched twins. that documentary. I just said the Demilio twins. They're not twins. No, right, sisters. I, so I watched sister. the. Uh, I happened to see like three or four episodes were on Hulu and I mm. had it on in my office and next thing you know, I'm watching it and I found them to be very um, like they were almost oversharing, but in a way that I was like, wow, this is probably very healthy. Cause they're, they're letting it all mm-hmm. out in that kind of moment. Yeah. And I felt like a respect. I respected that. It was like, okay, there, some people might tap out and be like, oh, this is not, I just wanted the TikTok dancing, and yeah. I, wanted- I just wanted to do the surface level aspect right. of the social media things. I don't want yeah. to dive this deep. I don't want this many layers to on a public Kit, level. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one little thing I've learned in my. I'm 49, and I've been in the business for 30 years. And the one thing I've seen, whether somebody falls off or they're you know canceled and they're coming back, or many many years ago they had box office bombs and they were to blame. Whatever kind of took somebody off their route truth is alluring Mm -hmm. when you try to shroud yourself in what you once were again and say no that's still me it's done yeah but truth and being very transparent people will come around again i mean especially nowadays you know like people can like I was saying back then, there was this mysterious factor to a lot of people in the entertainment industry where you don't know a lot about them. But nowadays, even if you want to be someone you're not, someone might call you out for because everyone's got a camera nowadays. Everyone's got a phone. So you could act like this person all day long, but you could easily get called out for That's it, right. you know? And like yeah. transparency is such the foundation of a lot of the social media, yeah. you know, influencers nowadays. They want to tell everybody everything, but that's also comes down to because that's just their goal. And, and we've talked about this in other episodes where like, 
it all comes down to what your goal is, you know? And if your goal is to be on the internet, if your goal is to gain followers and yeah, give everything, do yeah. vlogs every day, do, you know, tell, tell everyone what toothpaste you use, tell everyone what your favorite brand of deodorant is. Like people want that information because then they'll feel like they know you. Right. But then there's a slippery slope where they feel like they know you, <laughs> you know, and that's like oh, double edged sword right there. Oh, but I think also sometimes, um, you know, uh, the truth people want is, uh, sometimes negative, like the truth they want is the worst version of ourselves. So they can somehow feel connected in that way. Like, Oh, well you're not perfect. So now I feel connected to you. You know, it's like, it's amazing that so many bad things happen to people. Then it get it's on the internet and then they want to see like, let me hear what happened. How did that happen? Right. And then they want to see how did you recover from that? Right. You know? Right. Right. Cause you get that all the time and we're not going to talk about this, but you know, it's like you know, Dane's brother did he stole money and you had to deal with that. And everybody was there. Yeah. You know, public eye yeah. uh, humiliation moments as well as public eye upper echelon moments, mm-hmm. having it all out there and everybody's suddenly a, a, an opinion. Yeah. yeah. You know, somebody, yeah. they, they oh, talk wow. to you like your family and that's not always a good thing. It's a weird thing. But you know, another thing too is like what Matt was saying is like, you know, again, the thing about everybody having a phone and, and these kind of moments is they forget that you're a human being. Yeah. So you might be at Starbucks where the guy just elbowed you by, you know, by, even if it wasn't by accident, you having a thing, somebody picks their phone up right at the moment when you're going, Hey jerk, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And then it's like, next thing you know, it's like, Dane Cook is in the Starbucks. Call right. people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then you're just like, Hey, right. and then, you know, you don't necessarily get a moment to be like, no, 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 no. You, you don't know what happened. See, this has yeah. happened before that. Yeah. So then you find yeah. yourself being like, do I have to act a certain way all the time? And then it goes back to what you said. You just go, you know what? I'm just going to live in this truth. Right. I just had a moment. If you don't like it, sorry. Yeah, Yeah. I learned that from Patrice O'Neill, who was a comedian I came up with who had passed away. And he was one of the first people to tell me, like, as a performer, if you you come from your truth, even if it's absurd, it could be some twisted story that's, like, fantastical. If if it means something to you and you're not bullshitting people that this – that I'm I'm being introspective because I'm really fascinated by – what I don't even know. Mm-hmm. He was willing to sit in those moments. And I learned a lot about like, okay, as long as I'm um, uh, aware and, and the narrative is from me, yeah. then I could take those hits. And, tr- mm-hmm. and trust me, I had to take hits that I was not, yeah, yeah, yeah. that I was certainly not wanting or expecting. Mm-hmm. But at least at my lowest moments, I was always like, but I know I, I'm not having to collect myself the fragments or the pieces of me that were false and put together a false yeah i can put myself together again for sure and then hopefully from it and actually hopefully at the time but now looking back at some of those things i wouldn't change it Mm -hmm. those were the things that actually made me ingratiate myself with butterfly effect yeah you know a group of fans that were even more like dude now we're really on the journey and rooting for you and then new people that checked in like didn't know much about you before but now i'm now i'm interested you know what i like Uh, i did some shows with dane uh, before the world went crazy and it was interesting to me, he does a meet and greet before the show. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to me to see, like, new fans and old fans, you know? And it's like people that have been on that journey with you. Right. I like, that's what I yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, now they're like, yeah. here comes a dude, he's like 48, <laughs> you know what I mean? His wife, and they're just like, you can tell... Yeah. He's like, saw you in 92 right, at, right, right. <laughs> went to pee at college. And here's my daughter. Like, they got an old they got an old Dane t-shirt on, and they're just yeah. like, oh man, we still love you. And it's just like, ah, oh, that's the thing right that's there. That's right. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, and you seemed you 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 like, oh, this is great. You're like, you're like, hey, thanks for still being a fan. That's right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And, and you also kind of know that from where you're coming from, people 
you you're probably a fan of things that you tap out of once in a while and go ah that that album not my favorite that version of them and you just do your own thing yeah but then you swing back around and go what are they doing now and and if you don't try to hold on to everything and everybody all the time that turnstile career of people people come and go yeah exactly you know you'll have high watermarks and you'll have things that people like i thought that was caca and it's like oh wow but you know you might look at something and say, I didn't like that choice you made. I go, well, that's where I fell in love for the first time. So mm-hmm. I don't even care that you did or didn't like it. I know <laughs> yeah, yeah, this I one, had this a moment out of that experience. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's, you know, what we're going to do now is like, I was just about to say, we got to go to Matt's notebook. Yeah, I got some, I got some questions. Yeah, I knew, I knew he would. But notebook, we got to go to the notebook. <laughs> <All right>. um, <laughs> You yeah. do this, that and yeah. this as well. Yeah. You're just bringing that music everywhere. <laughs> but um, no, the thing was, is like, what I was going to ask is based off what you were saying, do you think that, and this also goes for you too, do you think you would have done anything differently if the internet was there from the gate at the way it is now? Do you think you would have um, just anything differently? Do you think you would have? I don't even know. From the beginning of my career? From the, yeah, from yeah, the those, beginning. Those first of, 10 years? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, but how different you think it would have been? You know, I, you know, it's so funny because it comes down this. to the transparency yeah. thing. How we were talking about, you know, I often think about some of the comics that I admire, mm-hmm. you know, and I and I and I look back at what I've been watching them in the clubs do for the past ten years, and I think to myself, they they already are famous, okay. I don't know sometimes if it would have been the same mm. with the way things are right now, right? You know, yeah. I just, I just don't know. Like, would your sets have been different? What What do you... Probably, I think, you know what? I think it would have helped comedy more. I think being... Because I find that, like, uh, with all this transparency, we have to try, We have to be more thoughtful, you know? Like, I've done some sets where I've been like... And somebody will be like, I didn't like what you said. Right. And then so initially I'm like, you don't tell me what I... And then, But I do think about it. I go like, oh, okay, why did they have that perspective? Sure. And mm-hmm. it makes me go, well, could I... Is that something that I want to say? Do I want to make sure I'm being... I'm saying what I want right. to say? And so so that's that, you know... It just it just goes with the territory. So now I don't know if I would have... I think it would have been different. There's two things that I, I know. When I look back on my early stand-up, things that I thought I was not being ignorant about that I was doing the smart version of. Mm-hmm. Now I look back and understand, oh, wow, that was the ignorance. I actually thought there was a way to do an Indian voice in a routine that was like, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm propping this person up. I'm not yeah, doing what yeah, other yeah. comics mm-hmm. do, which is making this person look the fool. Now I can look back and go, that's that's not my truth. That's mm-hmm. not, I, there's no need to do that voice. I can still tell a story. Oof, without that joke I'm doing. Without, <laughs> without, but so on one hand, there's always going to be things that you look back on. There's no there's no level of policing that yeah. that is going to keep you from having to learn about the another person's experience from yeah. from where they are. So keeping an open mind and and realizing I could not have protected myself from saying you know ridiculous mm-hmm. for a lot of years. And also, I didn't have the spine early in my stand up to probably stand by my personal constitution it took me a long time and probably getting battering rammed around the industry a little bit to finally go oh i i know where i know how to weather storms i know mm-hmm. how to get my you know thick skin and i'm now i'm ready for sure definitely would not have wanted a, a, the internet as the early part because yeah. i would have been false i would have been trying to you know to people mm-hmm. tell you who they are and then they show you who they are i would have been telling you a lot yeah. and probably not having as much substance and the thing is with that is you know how you were talking about where 
you know, uh, people are watching you and they might come and go and there's fans who will randomly show up like, dude, you know, I didn't like that one thing, but I liked this other thing mm-hmm. of you. The, the thing with social media is that you're seeing these numbers go. So you could see, oh, this video did well. I got a million views on this one. I like this one. But this other one I'm about to put tomorrow is going to be great. I'm going to put this one out. And then that one doesn't do as well. And you're right. like, wait, what? And then you start doing all this judging because you're seeing these numbers right then and there. A lot of the times I feel like back then you're not seeing these numbers consistently of like what my fan base is looking like right now. And that can mess with people's self-esteem and their yeah. confidence. You know, I think the, I think the numbers of it all is, uh, is uh, probably the worst element of anything yeah. social media. I feel related. bad for so totally many agree. kids in school right now. Cause I'm so lucky. I didn't have to deal with that growing up of like looking like around. A life I know grade. kids are sitting in class right now. Like he has 500 followers. I only have 200 followers Right when there, there's just a test right there. There's just a science test going on. And this kid's thinking about, 500 followers, man. I got. How am I going to get my followers right. up? And that that self esteem as a sixth grader right. to mess with. Oh man, I couldn't I even imagine. imagine. You know, yep. and I and imagine like when technology gets even better, where it's like going to really be like you know we'll have like, like Black contact, Mirror. Yeah, you know, we'll have contact lenses, <laughs> like million followers. And right. blah, 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 and well, there like, was an know, episode of that. Yeah, I know. Remember, it was like I'm going to give you some lights right now, and you could hear chimes in your in the in the augmented reality whatever. You know the thing that the thing about your point too is that you you put say you put the video up you know? mm-hmm. uh, this is what i think happens a lot right now too you put this video up it gets a million views the other one doesn't and then you put another video up it gets a million views and you were doing something wacky in it mm-hmm. then now you think well now i gotta be this wacky guy now i gotta all be the this time. wacky guy yep. that's what happens right mm-hmm. that's how so many social media people like they start with like i'm the guy that does this and then all of a sudden you're like oh we love that and he's like mm-hmm. well i gotta keep doing that and but that's, i gotta keep but, doing but, that but this is where I'll, this is where i'll chime in and say it goes back then to goals because if that guy or that girl's goal is to gain followers then he's doing or she is doing exactly what they need to do if they want to actually stay consistent on a personal level and and say no, this is my foundation of who I am, and that's not going to change regardless of the views and engagement, then their goal is to be or do something else, you know. So, but if their goal is to gain that followers and be the biggest entertainer, because I've heard people on social media say that I'm going to be the biggest entertainer in the world, blah blah blah. blah. So they're not going to stop at anything to get to that point. But if this means cooking what does videos, that even mean now though. Thank you. What but, does being the biggest entertainer in the world even mean? Is now? this based on followers? Like, yeah, you're, you're the biggest yeah. entertainer if it's based with the on most. Only a number, then you're in trouble because it, yeah. it, it, I don't know if this is even like it's side item, but. There's a lot of bamboozling going on, even with those algorithms and who gets seen, what, where, and why. Maybe a story for part two, if you'll have me back. Of course, um, of course. But but let me tell you something. It's, I we're going to play it by ear. <laughs> we'll see how this one goes. Yeah. <laughs> how does it edit? Uh, I'll tell you what I, I saw growing up, which I've always been uh, a kind of an analytics and, and data and numbers person. Mm-hmm. It was there my whole life, yeah. even though, oddly, I have dyscalculia, which physical like seeing numbers what is dyscalculia it's like dyslexia where i get numbers mixed up if i'm looking at numbers or if i'm trying to like if you told me your phone number by the time you get to the last digit i i can't remember the first couple uh, or i switch them got it. your brother stole the money all right well <laughs> again let part two part three part, maybe part three yeah, for that part one three. okay uh <laughs> there's people hearing this for the first time right now like what Con- going back to contact right. yes we got it but okay no no but let me let me uh leapfrog uh, through time back which is so i grew up seeing movies and tv shows that were considered duds or failures and then suddenly you'd call them at the time like cult classics that meant mm-hmm. like they hung around and then later they became some of the most successful movies that that to this day you go like ferris bueller's day off is a classic comedy that if you watch it today it's just as funny it was a bomb austin powers was a bomb 
Austin Powers. So the yeah, person, I actually have heard that before. Where a lot of uh, movies have been bombs in the beginning, but then when the DV comes out or something like that, yes. then, or later on, it. But it, to anybody listening who's worried about your numbers, I want you to think of this, and I, I, I'll tell you, because I, I lived through this. When my first album came out, my first comedy album, they told me the uh, record company, "You're only going to sell six thousand copies of this, maybe." Now, I sold 20000 out of my trunk over two years. I said, guys, no, I, I guarantee they fought me on it. And when it finally came out, my first album sold 90,000 copies in the first week. Dang. Now, Dang. they were excited. Wow. I was excited. But I was like, I know this could have done even better, just kind of given my social media presence. Think about this. For the person with 200 followers and going like, oh, but how can I build my brand up so I... When my next album came out and I was better and I'd prepped better mm-hmm. and I knew the the the, success the world and better and I knew the world I knew the mm-hmm. behind the scenes I knew how to edit better I knew the sound things I'd learned when that album came out and was successful the first one the numbers went up Go even, yeah. so don't think so create something authentic yeah. and let your full legacy bolster the catalog later don't worry about one thing being the perfect thing yeah. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Life is full of stressors. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have. Your life is probably stressful, whether it's money, relationships, job, etc. Now, you may not be feeling down and out or depressed or like you're at a total loss, but if your stress is high, your temper is shorter than usual, or even if you're starting to feel any strain in any of your relationships, you could probably use the chance to unload. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain from it. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Gentagen listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Gentagen. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Gen2Gen. What's up, everybody? Real quick, there is honestly so much going on in the world, whether it's stuff you're excited about, like a date, or stuff you'd rather not think about, like tomorrow's 6 a.m. workout. You can't always control the vibes out there, but you can always control the vibes inside your head with a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears. I've had these for a long time, and whether I'm using them to pump up, wind down, work, or work out, Raycons are my go-to for audio on the go, any day. And the new everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with a new improved rubber oil look that feel and look very amazing. And their optimized gel tips for the perfect ear fit feel so amazing. They're honestly very impressive before you even start listening or put them in. You can get three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best with just the right amount of bass. There's also an all-new awareness mode for you when you need to listen to your surroundings instead. Raycon also offers eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. 32 hours. There's also a built-in mic, and you can take your calls on your earbuds at the press of a button. Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycon comes with a 45-day happiness guarantee. Right now, gen to gen podcast listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash gen2gen. That's buyraycon.com slash gen2gen to save 15% on Raycons. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash gen2gen. 
Thank you again to Raycon for sponsoring this episode. All right, everybody. Just wanted to thank today's sponsor, Hubi, for uh, taking care of this episode. Thank you, everyone at Hubi. I love you guys so much. They've been taking care of uh, of some episodes recently and uh, some ones in the future. So thank you guys so much. It is a LinkedIn bio-only platform. It is exclusive, invite-only, and is a very customizable platform where you can put anything on there and in whatever way you want it. And I've had it in my bio for a long time. Uh, Jenna, Jenna's had it in their bio for a long time. So be sure to follow Hubi on Instagram and all their other socials. You can see it in the description of the videos and the spotify apple Podcasts, everything as well and they're going to be doing one extra for you guys if you guys want to hop on potentially you can go to hubi slash waitlist slash matthew so that's h-o-o dot b-e slash waitlist slash matthew thank you again hubi for sponsoring this episode we love you and that's when it comes down to like you said don't letting one thing be the perfect thing it comes down to expectations you know just doing what you do because you love it you know, and, and that's why when you want to upload a video or you want to do this, just do it because you genuinely enjoy it. And that's some, so many of the times that's what happened. It'll be like 4 a.m. or something like that. And I'll randomly think of an idea 3 a.m. That's like when I'm most creative and then I'll randomly just make it upload it at that time and then go to bed and I'll wake up and like, that'll be the video that has like 10 million views. I'm like, what? <laughs> I just, what? You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like, that's because I didn't put so much thought into it. Like, yes, I know the world on stuff, but I just did it because I love it. And that's yeah. that, you know? And then, you know, all, all the other videos, it'll, it'll trickle down into right. all those and, and that's how podcasting works yeah. too, man. He'll yeah, like, people you know, want to wait until they like, see. Let me see this, and they'll be like, "Oh, well, I like this. Let me go check episode one." Blah 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 blah. You know? Oh, totally. I, I'll be watching, or I'm always keeping a podcast or something on while I'm while I'm working. And to be honest, I I'll work, I'll have it on, and if something I think is really um, an organic conversation, it pulls me because I think the mm-hmm. truth is so alluring that if you're listening or you see it, and next thing you know, I'm like, I'm watching Eric, and he's talking to Glassman, and they're making me laugh, or they're. <laughs> And I might watch something else based on that that those guys are doing because now you've hooked me. Mm-hmm. And you're doing something that I'm like, oh, they're talking some real or being real funny in a real in a way that like speaks to me because mm-hmm. and, and I know them, right? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, they're not just yapping for the sake of like we have ten more minutes. It's like they're on a they're on a, a rhythm and yeah. a banter, and which mm-hmm. is great. You, you guys together, by the way? I know. You know what? I mean, a lot of people are telling me this. Oh, too. it's funny. Yeah, it's and funny they realize shit. it. And sometimes you know you know what the thing is that you know. Uh, when you find out something about someone that you didn't know before and it changes your perspective about them, right. it can really enhance your relationship. So, like, sure. Rick yeah. is someone that he he has autism, okay? He's autistic, and I didn't know this. Mm. So he was annoying the shit out of me for years. Cause he, and he didn't even know what it was. Right. And then when he figured it out and he told me, I had such a moment. <laughs> right. Dane, yeah. I, 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 I was in tears. Right. Like, I've, I've had conversations with Rick, and I'll just go to tears yeah. because I, I get him more now. Of course. You know Whereas what I mean? before, you guys didn't have. We didn't have that thing. The, the full language of being able to really receive. Yeah. What, is he doing this to frustrate me when he knows I'm frustrated? But, or, or because we're comics. You know those comics like, they got me on. Yeah, I'm on all yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought if anybody like- ever did that around me, by the way, you'd see it. The quickest exit strategy search. I'd be like that door right there. You know, it's just like some beeline, <laughs> beeline directly like for the you, door. When you don't know someone, man, it's like a weird thing, dude. You get to know yeah. someone, it just changes. So I don't have a notebook, but I do have a notebook question. Oh, uh, wish you told me. I would have come up with a 
notebook question. Yeah, well, you can't. I mean, you already have, but this is one like for all of us. It's like um, <laughs> when he goes into high pitch voice. Yeah, I love it. I love it because you know he's just on the brink of ha having a meltdown, mm -hmm. and then it's like you can either yeah. push it a little or just like okay, easier. So you see what I'm saying? This is what I, I to deal I, with. I told you that. This I is told what I had you to deal with. The this is what to deal with. I picked up an AK. <laughs> Wasn't loaded. Oh, well, actually, we're gonna talk about that too. We all play Warzone. Warzone. Oh, you play Warzone? Oh, this, oh man, gamer from the beginning of my life. He's actually a monster. Okay, too. Oh, he's just very. He attacks Warzone the way he attacked his career. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This is a good trio. This no, is a great I'm trio you, right, right here. Now, he play, we should do that. We actually should That's do that. Great, this is a great trio. Time, yeah. But you know, it's funny. Just you know, I'm, I'm revealing this. Dane doesn't like streaming. He don't want to stream. And he told it. me, he said, listen, man, I get into it. <laughs> Into the game. I get into the yeah. game. I'm yeah. going to be yelling. I'm, I'm going to be saying things. I'm. He's super competitive. And he don't want people out there being like, right. damn, that guy's crazy. Right, yeah. right, right, right. It's, yeah. like, it's like I'm less funny because <laughs> I become. Yeah, I feel you on that. You ever <laughs> break a controller? We're not, I've never broken a controller. I broke a, I did by I broken squeezing a headset. It. You know how hard it is to break a elite Thanos, Xbox Elite? I'm doing very Thanos well, by the stuff, way. I right. don't know if you know this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the humble brag. He's got no. He, they break, he has like a cabinet. There's another one, but it's all the same one. It's not even yeah, like different yeah, controllers. Yeah. It's like, it's all, right. Like, all right, isn't it? The point is, we love Warzone. Yes, yeah. we love Warzone. Here's, um, but here's my question. Okay, okay my question. I'm is ready. Like, is there an invention? Is there an invention? Like, if you can think back in your life, is there like an invention that you think that you go, wow, that really changed the world or changed yeah. your world? This has, been a, this has been a consistent yeah, question for yeah, everyone. Yeah, because I want to ask you, because I, I'll tell you one Got that it. I've been thinking about. For me, it's the elevator. Like, if you think about how <laughs> the elevator. That, is, that was. I know. Whoa, what yeah. a. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. The okay. elevator. Yeah. If you think about how cities are built and how what goes on in in uh, in, in uh, how people live, the elevator right. is one of the most fantastic inventions yeah. to ever be invented. You know what the earliest version of the elevator What's was? What's that? A river. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because you'd walk all the way up, gather what you had, and then you'd take the canoe back down to your. And your you can home. also carry more. Right. But I just feel like the elevator made it so we didn't have to live like this. Can people online we vote? We can live like this. We all have our our our. We should our picks. We got to put a poll on okay, the YouTube poll. channel about that. Please put okay. a poll up for that. Eric thinks the elevator. The elevator is, is the one of the greatest the greatest inventions. inventions. I'm sure I'm antibiotics is probably second. <laughs> Yeah, oh, right? Are you, you going to say antibiotics? No, no. I'm What's gonna personal go. to you? I'm going to tell you, but no. I, it's your show. You go, and go, I'm go, gonna, go. Matt, you go. I've, I mean, I'll, there's nothing really, honestly, that's been so crazy to me. I guess just the fact of, like, self-driving cars, because I'm going to sound super spoiled here, like a little spoiled brat, but um, I've had my – I just got my license recently. Mm -hmm. I just turned 24, and I got it around a year and a it's half ago. it has been Ubering for, like, 10 years. Okay. <laughs> It hasn't even been around 10 years, so <laughs> let's put that out there. Um, anyways, so. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Yeah, geez. Anyways, so um, my girlfriend has a Tesla, and I, in the matter of like one year, I'm learning how to drive, and then, you know, we start dating, and then now I'm in, in her car driving, and it just is self-driving. That, to me, and the fact that in one and a half years, I went from getting my license, driving a normal car, to then being in a car that drives okay. itself. Like, that, just self-driving cars in general. That blows but my mind. But is that mind. really even happening yet? It is. It, it is, right now. Tesla, people are, they're, they're, they're fully, you can, you can, they fully automated. But fully okay, automated. You wanna, go on the freeway. I, I want to make a point yeah. with you right okay. now about something that he just said. It's right. so interesting for us. Being 49, yeah. right? Yeah. This guy's old Wait, how old are you? Too. I'm 49. Okay, we're 49. Here, here's the thing. Our generation mm -hmm. 
I think that we have seen the most technological advantage in the, in our lifetime in, in, in the short amount, in the short of, amount yeah. of time right. than anybody right. in any other generation. Because right. uh, everything up to ninety five was a different dude, kind mm-hmm. of dude, uh, everything. I'm talking about yeah. You know, I was just, born in ninety seven, so I don't just look right. at the telephone. We went from you know rotary. Right. I, we had rotary phones. Mm-hmm. Then we went to the push button. Then yep. it was like call waiting and and then three way calling. We had that That's call waiting. Oh, you you know what it is? It's when somebody else calls. And you hear and the you hear thing the, go beep beep and tells you we there's another call. We didn't have that before. There uh, used to be a busy tone. Yeah. Like we'd be on the phone and somebody else would call and it would be like, it would be like, eh, 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 and that would let you know that that person's on the phone. They're on the phone. That's what we had to deal with. Look at his face. Can right. you even imagine? I, there was a, a girl in my neighborhood that I liked. And if I called three or four times and I got the busy signal, you called it, I would open my window and I would yell, I'm trying to call you. <laughs> and then finally she would hang up and I could get through. Did you through. ever do an emergency breakthrough? Like, can you, can you, emer- you call me press zero and be like, I need, this is an emergency call and I need you to, you never did I that. Never did oh, that. I've no. done that. But just so you can answer the question. Right. It's a, it's, it is interesting that when he said that about like, what are the tech, what are the advancements? Because there are no real advancements that have happened in this short of, of a lifetime because now everything's just established. It's like we have the iPhone. So every version of the iPhone after that. We're just that, getting better versions yes. of what we already had. We got I, this I stuff like we saying. had the first computer. Right. I had a Commodore 64. That's right. You know what I mean? I did too. And we, we, we do like Still those. Still don't know what that is. It's, it's like, it was a computer. It had like the keyboard was like six feet wide. <laughs> yeah. There, it was a yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Your desk. Yeah. Powered it. Yeah. It had a, the monitor had one color, green yep. and shades of green. That was the first computer, man. You know, and then Whoa. so we think about like how video games. So we ha- we saw that we saw where video games are today. Right. We saw the, so- like multiplayer came along like oh. late '90s to where finally you could play other people anywhere in the yeah. world. And I mean, it, one of my earliest memories. It's it's funny because you're actually part of my early memories when it comes down to like things I remember on on like pop culture and, and things like that. And Halo Two was something where that was one of the first games you could ever yeah. play with other people. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm the youngest of, of four. So I vividly have memories of me playing Halo Two and listening to your stand ups. Oh wow. And I have even on my first ever um MP three player had no screen on it and my siblings had all your stand ups from iTunes yeah. on it and I would listen to them and I would be going through them and I'd didn't see which one was which, but I would remember like, and I even remember one where you're like, thanks for the candy. Like right. ones oh like that. Gosh. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. First like early clips. Early, early, early yeah. ones. And like, it's just, it's, it's wild to see how far we've come. Cause like you said, there's not really been anything crazy since then. It's just yeah. been better versions actually, of actually, that. That's true. And actually you know? what this generation is doing now is they're getting rid of technology because it's so stupid. Like who's got an iPod? Where's your iPod? Mm-hmm. You know, no, it's right here. Everything's right here. Yeah, nobody has cameras. Right. Nobody has iPods. Nobody has DVD players. Nobody has CD players. Right. We're streaming everything. Home automation. Home you automation, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude. So yeah. it's like all these things are just making things better. But you know, food delivery, just, obviously oh. everything. Like yeah, like. Well, what's your invention? What, well, what's the one before I get to that, okay. there was only one place that delivered uh, pizza in my town growing up. And get ready, I worked there years later. It was one of my first jobs, like you know, out of high school. And if you called. And I didn't feel like delivering you a pizza. I'd be like, I'm too busy. And I'd just hang up. 
there was only one place that you could possibly order. You couldn't yeah. order other places. There was no other yeah, nobody food did delivery. It. They didn't even think about it. Yeah. So you had to hope that the person at the pizza place was like, I got a few minutes. I'll run something over. Yeah. Pizza and Chinese food was the only ones. Yeah. You know, for in a New, long in time. In New York. That's right. I remember I went to New even York. Even in LA, Chinese food was like the one. Can we get some Chinese food? You know, I don't know why. Yeah. I, they, they, they just figured it out. They were just right. like, why don't we just take it to them? Yeah. It, well, I, <laughs> I discovered that in New York, and there was a guy that would like bike to your place with the the Chinese food delivery, but it felt unique. It was like, oh, this one place is going to bring me my food mm-hmm. if I throw them a little extra tip. Yeah. And so obviously now you've got nine apps that deliver everything. But I'll tell you yeah. for me, it's kind of similar to, to what you said, but the biggest change for me was we used to not have GPS in our car. Mm. And you had something called the Thomas, Thomas Guide. Guide. We talked about Thomas Guide, and I was like, what in no idea. What in God's name is a Thomas Guide? Is it like MapQuest? It was what like an atlas it? book of, the, of the world. By the way, but by the way, atlas book? But by the way, an atlas is a book of maps, you know? Whoa. And, right. and, and, and um, the Thomas Guide, you also had to have a degree from the learning Whoa. annex to learn how to... <laughs> To learn how to, you didn't know how to play Battleship and have a degree from the learning. <laughs> Dude, Here, here's what I was, was right? So ridiculous. It was a book, and let's say you needed to get from you know here to Fresno. You'd be like, I got to get the Thomas Guide. You got to open up Southern California, mm-hmm. and then you'd be like, okay, A11. You'd find you, and then go, okay, I got to go from A11, and then you would have to map out a route and keep that book with you. And you didn't know if there were road closers, right, right. Uh, detours, dude, dude, forget accidents. Going to, forget going to Fresno. How about going from Burbank to Culver City? It would be like it would be like F, yeah. And then you'd have to be like, okay, so okay, G. Then you got to go to like, right. got to go like seven pages over to be like, yeah. okay. Do you remember the first time? I remember the first time they what? had MapQuest. How did you guys find anything? How Who did you, you get? Telling? How did you get anywhere? You were late a lot. Can I tell you something? You were late a lot. Yeah. yeah. Can I tell you something? <laughs> Everything. I don't, I don't even know how to reverse the car without a reverse cam now. So that's how I've incorporated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, so, wow. Th- 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 so you the, say GPS. The, th- the Thomas Guide, GPS becoming like, you know, kind of a part of everyday life. The convenience of that feels like, and I, I could have gone with like medical stuff, but I'm talking about like the convenience yeah. of how our life change. Yeah. I feel like daily life stuff. that puts so much relaxation in your life because going anywhere other than where you knew prior to that was a <laughs> chore. Yeah, man. Oh, wow. First of all, you, we had to, this is the thing that these kids don't get. We had to memorize every phone number in our, our, our every phone number from every person we wanted to right. know. We had to memorize our number. What about, to, a, what about a thing? A, the phone book? Yeah. Don't I have phone book? My mom's a, got a phone book. They yeah. had a, it was called a Rolodex. A yeah. Rolodex, yeah, got, yeah. And my dad's got a Rolodex. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Well, you don't want to carry that around. Yeah. It's true. What are you, a, what about a, what are you a nerd? You're just like, just a second. Let me get my... <laughs> oh, Stacy from... Okay. You know, so like, even all these things, but of course, medical advancements and all those kinds of things, yeah, those are great inventions and they've changed the world, obviously. But I'm just saying, think of something that was personal to you, something you think, wow, what a great invention. Or just, it, it could be a, something that from the past. You go, hey, right. this, I think this is a great uh, invention. So I don't know. I, I, I agree with you, though. GPS was one of those ones that. Big game changer. Again, but like we, we lived in both. That's what I'm saying is unique about whatever generation this is, or we Z, or what I don't even know what we are. Do you? What are know? you guys? Yeah, know. what are we identified I don't know. as? I don't know. Besides what is our generation, what, I don't even know. We got to figure that out. But somebody and they, the and they, success they, generation, the success generation. <laughs> oh, it's just how I look at my generation. Yeah. 
You know what? I, I gotta tell you, <laughs> you what have I, to think it right. If you don't think it and, and ruminate on success, then how are you gonna man, make it? Yeah, come man. You have to have. I made a comment about my when I said, "Yeah, I mean, when I get my first Oscar," and you're like, "This guy said his first Oscar." I'm like, well, "Yeah, <laughs> he, I thinks, wanna, he thinks jinx. You think manifest? Who yeah. will win? Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, two different worlds. All right. <laughs> I know, guys. That's Believe. why he has four million followers, and he's got you know, got two houses in the hills. You know, Believe, but yeah. you know, it's like, do you? Here's another one off. The- I have a question too. Go Come back go, to me. No, after. no, no. We'll go to your question now. Go. I was going to say, what about future? Let's look down the road. What oh. do you? What do you hope right. is going to be a game changer? We've talked. About- and- Oh, you have done we, that? No, 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 but this is good. I like to talk about it with new guests. Okay. I'm glad you brought that up because I say the only thing that's going to blow these kids' minds is like teleportation. Like it's going to be like, you know, you could be in Paris like I think this. It's, I think it's also space travel, like actually creating places we can live in space on different planets. I think that's going to be the one where it's like, okay, this is really happening. Like we're, if I have enough money, I could get a ticket to space. I have the cash if you want to go, if this okay, is cool. coming together. You got space cash? You got space <laughs> cash? You got some st- I think you rich, Dave, but I don't think you got space. I don't think you could. I think one Bezos. ticket. I think one ticket is like 250k or something. <laughs> but you couldn't go like You'd go the one tell like it is toward you. He wouldn't do well. round. He, he wouldn't do like, round trip. Like, you wouldn't go round trip. Go one way. You go one. He'd be a okay. one way to the so moon. Like, <laughs> and then like, I got a gig for a year <laughs> to get back. You're not going three times in a year, okay? Three, that's you floss three that's you round trips to the atmosphere. Oh, real quick. I don't know, but okay. But I think Fair the enough. future, um, it, you know, it has to be like I think it's, I think it will be a medical advancements too. I think yeah. it'll be a thing Nanotechnology where technology is like, my pick. Oh yeah, I think it's gonna be mm-hmm. a thing where it's like you need a new kidney. It'll be like that, you know, Star Trek. It'll be like, oh, take the kidney pill, and it's like, really? I think a uh, uh, trans the kidney pill. Take the the tra- kidney I think pill. transplants and things like that. I think uh, I think cloning. Yeah, uh, but it's going to be the mm-hmm. thing that's going to be like you have. You need a new heart, then they can like boom. Yeah. You know, I think nanotechnology could kind of be ahead of all that stuff though, because you wouldn't need the transplants and stuff if nanotechnology is going through your body and eradicating the the, the plaque that's within your system through your heart in your veins. It's like they're really close with that too. Mic- yeah. Microscopic organisms that they injecting you go through your body and like. Nicks out all the you know the the bad yeah, elements, but they don't want that because then you know the biggest problem with that would be what population, population control. control. Yeah, population control. That would be the biggest. Automatically, thing. everyone would be living until 150. Yeah, and it's like that would that then we would need the space travel. You know, yeah, we'd run we, out of we space. We need I feel like, like you know uh, some sort of like space arc. We need a smarter person here. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think we, we're we're, we're all at full capacity right now, and we're kind of like yeah. I just hit the. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We need a missile level about genius. That. I was like, I wish we just had like a doctor here or some type of scientist. Yeah, we we who need Neil deGrasse Tyson. Here's, the, here's them the whole time. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you know, these I, guys. I this belt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, what's your question? Yeah. Uh, was that your question? That was kind of it. I, I was just like soothsayer, like what's the what's the future? But I think that we all kind of think it's like space or medical or I had I had a kid on my podcast. His name's Dylan Dickstein, and he's like trying to get into the NASA program. He's a super smart kid, you know, and I, he's so interesting. You know, I actually met him doing Logan Paul's podcast, and he was just there hanging out. And he started talking to me about I want to go to Mars, but what what when you start talking to him, he he, he dumbs it down for me, right. you know. But it's very much like he explains it to you like a twelve yeah, year old. Yeah, but we're like we're not close. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. not close in terms of like he still doesn't get it. it's like try nine year old, try nine year old. You tell me, explain this to me as, as if I'm 12, and then he does it, and you're like, okay, now do it as if I'm five. Yeah. You know? Nine was, yeah. Talk to me Nine. like you're 12, and I'm five. Let's try that. 
Talk to me like you are my first grade teacher trying to teach me something. Tell yeah. me a lie that makes me believe the thing I already think I'm smart enough to know. Yeah, because I, I just go, so Star Wars, right? It's going to be just like that, right? So I don't yeah. know. We're just not close in terms of like hmm. the human body being able to take uh, the, the velocity of the travel yeah. and uh, what space does to the body. Right. And, uh, you know, remember those? The, but but, but it's, it, it, in, in, at its simplest, the reason we can't go very far is water. Water is the biggest issue. Yeah, there's no uh, planets with water. You can't. You can't build. Well, not no, you but can't. You can't. You know. Well, according to the movie A Martian with uh, Ben, <laughs> with uh, Matt, Matt oh, you could, sh- you could sh- in the dirt and grow f- potatoes. Yeah, you believe I that? Love that movie though. Have you ever read <laughs> the book? Movie. The book's even better because it's even more science. I didn't read the book, but I really love that movie. Yeah, I love even that though movie. the pooping in the yeah, yeah, the tent on. with the thing. Well, it's fertilizer. Yeah, I get it. I know. I know what he was making. I'm just saying. Even in that thing, they had like a water. We need a MythBusters. And a doctor yeah, in here because isn't water? I just want to fact check. I just want to fact check. Water is hydrogen. What is water? H two O. It's hydrogen plus Hi- oxygen. So yeah. can't you make water if you have a bunch of hydrogen and oxygen? If, from what I understand, if you ever listen to big brains talking about why can't we just go there and start building, they always go, "Well, water is a big issue. Yeah, you have to have a lot of water." And I yeah. feel like that comes down to weight too. Like talking about making water, like yeah, you can maybe make a few gallons. That's but true. then what? Not enough to right. last like the six month travel to. And yeah. they're not even close to like in every movie. What do they do when they go on space travel? They, get they go to sleep. They go to sleep. Yeah. We're not even close to that. Technology. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're all they're all comedians in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> Then they wake up and it's some out of shape guy. Like I was used to wondering. Three Star- years of sleep? That's me in Tampa. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you watch Star Wars, I always used to wonder, like, why the, the, the gold leader have to be, like, a fat dude that looks like George Lucas? You know? Like, everybody in the plane was always just like, no, I, would, I don't think, that guy would have to be in shape. Right, Porky. Yeah. That's what his name was in the movie, too. Oh, was it? Yeah, dude. Right. Star Wars. Remember Porky's? Porky's. What's a yeah. Porky? A fat guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Por- a porker is what they used Dane, to call it. Dane, said, people don't know this gentlemen. about Dane, but Dane is very much a nerd, like a super nerd. All right. Uh, in yeah. what in what way? It's like oh, a collectible nerd. Okay, because there's a lot of different nerds. Action like, figure, I'm, I'm a action uh, figure nerd, video game gamer nerd. nerd. Yeah. Uh, uh, my knowledge of certain things and like sci-fi, and I can go on deep dive conversations when yeah. somebody starts bringing up like. The making of Star Wars, like, I'm right there. With, I'm like, okay, you're, now you're speaking my nice. language. Well, uh, on that topic, I've always thought that, you know, and people are going to be like, yo, Matthew's crazy for this. But I feel like a lot of the people in the film industry, especially from the 70s and 80s and 90s, they knew something about space. They knew something. Somehow, like, how were they able to make Star Wars? How were they able to know this much? Because a lot of the times we still go are going off of what was made 50 years ago. We're going off of that idea of like with the space right. travel and all this. Like it blows my mind that they were that early on and understanding of it. And I feel like for lack of better terms, film and TV conditions us for what's to come. Hmm. And I, I don't know so if like that's a like movie a, like Independence Day is preparing us for some kind of yeah. mass invasion. And like, <laughs> at least we, oh, right? that'd be. <laughs> Where are you going to be when that happens? In one of my houses up in the house. <laughs> They're going to blow that up first. That's going to be... Bunker number yeah. 45. What do you mean? Yeah, think about that. Yeah. They, yeah they, they're listening to your album. They so grace like, my yeah, house yeah, with yeah, the bottom yeah, of their yeah, ship. Oh, yeah, it's Dane. No, no, no. We like it. We like it. Yeah, they're looking out the window like... The, like, wait, the landing gear tears my master bedroom off. But it's okay. I'm in the kitchen. Uh, yeah, now I feel like... 
I just feel like what we don't understand, you know, it's similar, similar to like, you know, religion or anything like that. You know, like these, you know, we, we have these thoughts and our imagination runs wild. And the problem, not a problem, but the thing now is we have the technology to whatever we have in our head. We have the ability to show that on screen. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's something that I find th- that would be another amazing in a, in a way that's uh, really Realistic. appealing to the human eye. Yes. Like, yeah, like digestible to go like this looks and feels very real. Oh, you know, the but, first moment I felt that the first that? moment I really felt that was when I watched Jurassic Park in the theater for the first time. Oh, yeah. When, those, when that dinosaur yeah. came on the screen, it, you could tell it didn't look like separate from the yes, background. The whole theater was like, oh. yeah. It was so amazing because that was the first time a CGI created character was on the screen in that way. Right. You know? So question, would you be able to still watch that today having the knowledge you guys have with seeing all the movies you've seen? Would you be able to? It's still immersive. It's yeah. still, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. There's, there's a few He's movies. He's a great storyteller. There's a few movies that like, if you watch Terminator 2, James Cameron's uh, technology he used then, except for maybe one scene where the robot's coming out of the fire, it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. looks a little wonky, but- it, it it's it you get immersed in it because yeah. it looks that good. Wow! Anything before that, you start to go like, oh, I'm being pulled out of it. No, no, it looks- I, yeah. I disagree in a, in a way that I sometimes I go, I can recognize CGI now, right? And I don't mind it as CGI because it's such a great story that's being right. Told. If it's great, yeah, you get over it quick. Yeah, and yeah. I even yeah, like you said, nowadays I'll still be like, nah, that helicopter is definitely CGI. But, but I'm like, the, I'm okay with it. The though, CGI in you know? movies that I like now is like you don't even know that it's CGI. Like mm-hmm. most movies, like if there's any kind of action or whatever, it's a lot of CGI going on. But when right. they have like a character, and that's why I love like in Mandalorian that they used a doll. I really loved that. that oh, the practical of using like a real yeah, puppet. I or loved whatever. that. Yeah. That the, the baby Yoda was a doll, right? You know, and it, it, it made, and I don't know why it. it what drew baby me Yoda's in not more. real? <laughs> <laughs> it drew me in. I'm more, out. You know? <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> but you know what you were saying about like where did they pull f- that influence from to create those kinds of films and 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 have that? What was the visual? Uh, yeah, blueprint? like what yeah, exactly? Like because called, it's called books. It, but it's all but even that <laughs> visual. Like, how do right. you write that? How it's, do you, it's, you? You're just. We don't even have anything to go off of. So that to me blows my mind. How do you think of Star Wars? I but think you if know Orson Welles was alive today, or like, the worlds, Orson Welles, yeah. Welles did like radio plays okay. before television. Yeah, he was. He scared. I don't you guys have to set up. He things scared for me. America. He was like, okay, well, you know, I this guy's part like, of what the show is. No, if he doesn't, I, yes. no, if, I'm saying, if I, I look love at you it. and you do nothing, I'll tell you. But if you're looking, you're like, I, I, I got it. Because <laughs> I did have a blank face in my head. I think if Orson Welles was Orson alive. Orson Welles, and, the bank, right? <laughs> and, and he had the technology uh, available to him right now. I'd love to see what kind of thing he would have uh, come up with. I mean, he was he was a, um, a fantastical thinker, so why yeah. wouldn't he be using it to the hilt? Right. But I think back, uh, the first kind of geeky thing I did was seventh grade, I read a book called Chariot of the Gods. And the book is still available and amazing to this day. And what it did is... It was talking about how in Egypt, in the pyramids, the hieroglyphics that are mm-hmm. on the wall, the carvings, they they found that they were representative of what we're talking about now, space. There's mm-hmm. there's uh, carvings of, of spaceships. There's people looking up at the sky, and there's a person sitting in a craft with, with fire coming out wow. of it. This is thousands of years that it's been etched on the walls of, you know, with sarcophagus and all these other things. This book, when I was in seventh grade, was breaking down and showing all the art throughout history. Paintings, two, 3,000 years ago, you can Google this today, that have people, you know, uh, near a lake, a painting of a lot of, and then there's something floating in the sky that the artist was obviously like pulling from something in history 
that floated above them that was obviously mechanical looking. Anyway, you could do yeah. a deep dive into that. But what I think is when I heard, when I read Chariot of the Gods wow. and they broke down that there was a, a map of the entire like East Coast of the United States and South Africa, what that used to look like back thousands of years ago, yeah. those maps were in existence on those cave walls or in those pyramids. There was no technology to get that high to make a map at that point. You right. couldn't walk down. Yeah, it would have to be somebody. A continent. Going, somebody would have to walk. One. Two. <laughs> There's a jetty. There's yeah, a bush. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. So I think that like th- this was like the version as I grew up seeing film and television start to expedite those visions into like great, you know, not always so great, but storytelling, the visual medium of storytelling. But before that, it was all campfire stories or yeah, things man. that were etched on a wall and just it's like wow. just like 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 not, i got in i remember the first the first book i read for pleasure well actually the first book i read that i enjoyed as a little kid i'm reading this book was charlie and the chocolate factory oh wow okay you know and i read that and i would and i could read it over and over again yeah. and i knew what was going to happen but i'd still be reading like oh he's about to find yeah, yeah 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 this is it you know right this and, is it yeah it is again i used to love that so i i, did you, I still read science fiction books did you like <laughs> Really anticipate the yeah. page turn. You knew on page eighty-seven, yeah. it's going down. I, re- I read that book like yeah. like like, oh, like maybe ten times, and I knew wow. what, everything that was going to happen. But I just enjoyed that book. I was like that with uh, Stephen King's uh, the Dark Tower series, which started mm-hmm. when I was in, a freshman in high school, and he wrote them over twenty years. There was like seven books. But I was the same way. I'd read a chapter. I'd go back and read it again going, I don't want to know, but I do want to know. Let me build up to it again. Almost like you'd rewind a movie today. I I even feel like uh, when I first read the Harry Potter series. Sorry sorry to cut you off, but I would have to reread the page again because I don't know what I just read. (laughs) (laughs) It's not because I'm anticipating it, but I'm just like, what did I do? Let me do this again. Hold up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but now it's like we're just inundated with like so much. But now you do it with an iPad. And what I dig about that is. I do it with audio. Or with audio, I don't even need it. I can even read. These kids aren't even reading. You know what, you know what, just I listening say, to Whoopi Goldberg read everything. I, I love audiobooks too myself. Oh, I, I, I delve into audiobooks. I is, love it. I want to hear the narrator. The in thing my is own with mind. me is that like I don't like audiobooks no, if, it, if it's like a robot. <laughs> if it's like the tree was super like and you're just like yeah. It's like can't listen to that. I can't listen to that. If it's like an actual human being reading it to me, I'm like, no, I like when they're when they're doing it like they're like they're a dad and they're like Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. And then the park came into view. But I, but I want to imagine that voice. But I want to imagine the because sometimes you could be reading something in. You're projecting your own feeling into it. Yes. Why do I want you to tell me how I should be emoting? Let me feel that yeah, experience. For sure. And, yeah, and I guess it's just the only, the fact is my own voice in my head is too loud sometimes. So I can't mm-hmm. even be like reading something and then be like, yeah, but what are you going to have for dinner tonight? And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. What am I going to have for dinner tonight? I don't know. My brain is just, it will. Do you dream in music? Do you ever dream music? Yeah, for sure. Oh my goodness. That happens for to me a sure. lot. Do you ever dream music? Dream music? I've, I, yeah. It's funny because I've never actually had anyone asked me that question, but I've experienced it. And then yep. the moment you asked me, I was like, I knew exactly what you were talking about. I, I wake up sometimes with a song blasting so loud in my, like, in not, in not a version. But I wake up thinking, oh, I'm going to wake up next to a very loud radio. Yeah. Uh, and the second I wake up, it stops, but I'm not hearing it, an interpretation of it in my, I'm, I hear the actual song playing at full blast until I wake up. And sometimes it's overlapping the entire dream. 
Well, so interesting. Go. Oh, I'll also say well, one more there thing. There you go. The only That's time the easiest you know, out, yeah, out of any <laughs> well, conversation. He's yeah, done that so <laughs> many times with me. I'll See, be like, your girl. Something. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> and that's been Jen to Jen. <laughs> and there you go. Um, no, but the only time I actually my, my brain can really get through a full page without like just going in a whole different world is a script. And it's so weird because growing up, I've had so many issues reading books to the point where whenever we would have reading sessions in, in our classroom, I would ask the teacher if I could just write instead. And that's actually how mm -hmm. I really got into writing and like long stories and all that stuff was because I had literal issues paying attention to what I was reading. And it you wasn't any kind until, of uh, ADHD kind of thing or I, I'm guessing Maybe. I do. I've never really gotten fully, but I could like 99.9% but I don't even think it's a necessarily a, um, a, a handicap. I'd look at it as just like everyone is different and they have everyone's brain works a different way. We just like putting labels on things. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't even mean it. No, as but like, I wasn't saying that to you. Yeah, I think if you, I, yeah, I think yeah. if you wrangle anything like that, like we talk about Rick and some people would think yeah. like somebody on the spectrum, somebody on the spectrum is somebody I want on my team. Cause they yeah. are focused and there's no frill superfluous ego. They're going to be very direct with you about Bro. whatever it is that they're feeling or seeing. And I, I mm -hmm. appreciate that. Let me, let me tell you something yeah. though. My, my, I, I go, I have an accountant. And so, like, I was, I was like, taxes were coming. I was dealing with all this stuff. And then so I, I was in a room with three of the accountants, three of the weirdest people I've ever met. <laughs> like, like, just not in a, no stigma here. No, not we, in a bad way. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't say weird. I'm That's guess, I guess it sounds the, bad. The episode. They're, Eric they're hates not weird. You're feeling. I'm, uh, uh, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying they were all, like, on the spectrum. Right. And then I thought, oh, yeah, like, this is where I want this. Because mm -hmm. it was like, you know, right. it, was, it was so, like, I was like, wow. Like I saw genius at work is what I'm right. saying. Yeah. Well, that's you know what I mean. But that's like what I, I mean. saw it at work. It was like yeah. the one was like with the numbers and knew everything. Why if you do this and blah 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 blah? blah. And it was like one was shaking, the other yeah. one was like very very like you know. And I was like, this is it. I had to mm. trust that the voices in my head sometimes that were s screaming over me. I had to relinquish a little bit of my power to myself to go. Maybe I should be following the louder voice. And as long as it's not causing me to to exhaust myself because I'm really not obtaining anything i'm only just going voice to voice what i found was that it's almost like you're having an argument in your head going but this is really what i'm supposed to be doing and instead i'm focusing on something that's not even really important to me mm. and that's so you're saying the louder voice is like your conscience I, i'm i'm saying that sometimes it's it's I, I wish i was smart enough to know like the medical jargon but mm. it's almost like that's the lead dog in you going this is real, like something else might be you're fixated or you have a little OCD or something that's pulling you towards not the narr narration of really where you should be focusing and where you mm -hmm. should be going. You need to kind of like listen to those voices sometimes and go, let me put all the other ones away and go with this one that's telling me like, no, this is the right idea. Mm -hmm. you know? Well, yeah. And that's the thing too. Like it, it's really a balance of knowing when to listen to that voice because like, you could be focusing on something and then your brain takes you somewhere else. You'd be like, okay, well, that louder voice is telling me to do this. But then you have to really sit back and then think about it real time. Mm -hmm. Okay, but now should I do this or should I do that? And like, but I, and I am glad that times in my past I have listened to the voice in my head and been like, yeah, I can do this a different way. Hey, teacher, um, mm -hmm. instead of me reading this book and then having to write about it, you know, can I just write my own stories? Like, well, and do you have teachers yeah. that allow that? Yeah, I'll I'll never I'll That's never crazy. forget my teacher Miss Shiner in fifth grade. 
we had to do a reading log where we had to read a book. And for the first six months of the school year, I would just reread the same book, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And the only reason I liked it is because I'm a very visual person. They would have random little pictures in it of like describing what was going on every other like page or whatever. So I know that sounds super like, oh, you need a picture book in fifth grade. But like, <laughs> I didn't think like, I was like, oh, I want to see these pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, but yeah so like, but. I just kept on redoing the same thing. I, I'd read the same first volume, then do the second one, do the third, and then I eventually was like, listen, I'm not learning anything here. I'm just reading the same books to give you something. So can I just talk to you about maybe writing something? And she was like, well, are you just going to write your name a bunch? And like, while everyone's reading for an hour, you're just going to keep writing Matthew over and over again because you're writing. I'm like, no, 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 I will write. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> believing in me, Mr. No, 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 no. She thought I was trying to trick her. I mean, that was a valid question. A fifth grader is asking you to write. You think you could get away with something by just writing, oh, yeah, I'm writing, teacher, don't worry. Uh, Poop, 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 poop. You could just write the same thing over and over again. But I was like, no, I'll write a cohesive, you know, like comprehensible, like chronological story. The dream student. And then um, that's what got me really into it. That's when I wrote my first story called Killer Cookie. And it was like a 12 chapter story about a cookie who uh, who lost his family to another family who was going to eat his family because he's a cookie. <laughs> and he had to go and capture them. Fun. And he got so mad because by the time he got there, they were already uh, being baked. Right. And then you're bringing that. You're bringing that here. And we're rating and it. And we're going to read it. Yeah. This, I'm not even kidding. Kill, it's killer intense. Cookie. Yeah. Killer cookie. Okay. And this is in fifth grade. It was. It's a pretty dark story because he ends up getting- And get this. Ready? My name is Dane Cook, and we're all here today. Serendipity. Woo! Boom. Well, there you have it. That is actually- Actually, that is probably where we could. We're at an hour. Right? Well, I have, I have one last Wait, question. Because this is- You're good. Yeah. 102. He always knows. This is for you both. This is something I've, I've wanted to ask. I actually have two questions, so I'm going to need right. you guys for all a little right. bit longer. Finish it with this. What is the difference? What is the balance for you guys when you're on stage, the balance between mean and funny? And has that changed over the years? <laughs> because for me, I love roasting my friends. I'm a troller. I love doing that. I think it's great. And I wouldn't do it to someone unless I feel like they know who I am and they know it's coming from a, a, a place of you know friendship. Where does that lie with you guys? Where does that what is that line? I think it's all about uh, the setup. It's all about the context of what you're talking about. Okay. You know, because to some people, being mean is funny. or mm. or But if the context is I'm saying something mean to my friend, and and it because it's mean, because it's my friend is why it's funny. I mean, I'll give you a perfect, let me give you a perfect real world example. We're talking about, Dane and I are chatting. We're talking on the, the thing because we're playing Warzone. And, uh, you know, the world's opening back up. And then, you know, they go, uh, well, they're at like 25% capacity. And then Dane says, that's like your regular shows, Eric. So, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? But if, Got you. you know what I mean? But then we said it in a way that it's like, it's like, okay, so that's how you're, you know, so your But friend, I know you as well. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't so, randomly say that to someone who you saw. Right, so had con- to, yeah. so what I'm saying context matters about why something's mean. So that's why in a stand-up set, your setup is important so people can establish, oh, I get why you're saying this. It doesn't always work. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the answer to that. Yeah. I okay. think when people know that, uh, like, I'm not a malicious person, mm-hmm. but I can say pretty cutting things. And mm-hmm. I have a uh, an obtuse sense of humor that sometimes I think twisted thoughts. I yeah. want to observe and report, but I think up stuff. Mm-hmm. But my heart's in the right place. And that's so all that matters. I think that if you're a person, that, I think a I think a person can go up and say something that everybody interprets as mean just because they might have anger or whatever is living inside them and that's what you see. Yeah. But I think that if you're a good person and you're living a relatively, you know, cool existence, you know, not not nefarious, 
I think people know that you're not looking to, you know, make people feel bad, even mm-hmm. though the comment might be. Yeah. But, but you know, another one doesn't thing, mean pretty, all. Pretty you can't just get generalized well, off that. Well, I also one think comment, another yeah. thing that plays into it is like, remember, this is a visual and it's a performance. You're, you can say something, like, if we could say the same exact sentence, and it's going to be taken differently, me saying it than you saying it. Right. Because you. I'll get a laugh and you might not. See, there it is. There, that was, that was a good example. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. Why did I even do that? I, I, I cared more about I, your I point. I like this. We need him on more. Because yeah, I, I don't more. know how to roast him as yeah, well. Yeah. And I like this. That's why no, I'm bringing no, people no, like please this. Please finish yeah. that because I think that's important for people to understand this. Because it's like how, like, because it's like your voice. You know, you have one of those voices that's like the the aliens are about to attack and the voice that comes on the monitor is going to be your voice. <laughs> it's going to be like, guys, get to section A, get to right, section right, A, you right. know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. You have like, so sometimes you might be saying something and it, and it gets lost in the interpretation because right. also, you know, and just be real in this day and age, when you're a straight white male, you can't necessarily say some of the things that someone else could say. Right. Nor, nor should thing. you probably be. Yeah. Depends on what it is. But even sometimes, <laughs> unless it be, it's your truth, and it, but it could be it could be interpreted a, a certain way. So that's why, again, when you're doing a performance, a lot of it really is about like, how am I setting this up? How am I? Right. What's the context of what's happening in the room? Yeah. And, but a lot of young, then, a lot of young comics, the, the whole thing about being a young comedian is like being a little kid. A little kid wants dis, to understand discipline, even mm-hmm. though in the moment they don't think they do, but that they want to know what are my boundaries. A young comedian wants to shock you. They want to take the air out of the room they Mm -hmm. want to walk the room sometimes just for the not for the sake of like saying i bombed but just to be like how much chaos could i can i create control here and we all we all did that at the beginning you know what i mean until you start to learn like oh there's a more interesting way to tell jokes than having having to rabble rouse the whole room okay well my second question my last one is do you think that has to do with also hecklers and does your comments change Based on that, dude, what is like a good heckler story? Oh do you, like, yeah. does like? Yeah, this is a whole. Now this yeah, is a this different is, thing. Yeah, this is yeah. Like, well, part two. Because this, because that's when you can get me. I feel cause, like because they're just disrespecting is, no, you know the what? set, that's right? An interloper coming into me, but, you your know. show. No, but it's interesting that he says this though okay. about getting mean. Because I've had times where it's like, man, I got too angry. At this, because then you lose sight of like you're still at a show. Yeah, people are paying to see. Yeah, you're still at a show, so even right. though this person is like, right, there's a way to handle that. Yeah, and if you're in a good spirit about it, there's a way to handle it to, of course, really destroy this person, right, and have everybody still be <laughs> right. like, oh, this is great, and, and, and that's part of the show. Yeah, because you also know that people are expecting. All right, now the comics is going to bury this person. Yeah, but how much do you bury them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you how know? happy are you that they just got buried? You know, so it is a. Oh, oh I've I've put scarlet letters on people. <laughs> I've I've tattooed people. I've said oh, things wow. that ten years later people wrote me and say we still call him the nickname that you told us to based <laughs> on how he disrupted exactly. the show or. Your level of crude in in uh, in heckling whatever you bring to me, I kind of do the math and go. All right, that was really fucked up. I'm now I'm gonna go back something ten times. Yeah. Okay. But if, you. But if you're just drunk and you're like kind of silly, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna make you're you. Gonna like, match, you know, you're gonna match the energy. Well, sometimes though, you it's sometimes it depends on like let's say you you just wrote this. You just you gotta you gotta you're doing a bit right, and you're you know, in the middle you're of it. In the middle oh of it. yeah. And you need this this, oh. this this sentence I'm about to say is gonna tie this all right. together, and this place is gonna be rocking and rolling. Right. And then some head yeah. has something to say. Yeah. Uh, 
a woman came to the live factory two weeks ago. I'm five minutes into a set and I'm already on the first wave. Like I'm like riding. You're it. cruising. I'm yeah, happy. yeah. She puts her hand up, <laughs> and I went. I looked, and I and she went like this, like, and I said some stuff like, "This isn't a seminar," but I'm getting a little lost. But finally, I'm I'm fascinated. Oh. I go, but I want to know. I stop my yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I go, what is it? She goes, "Do you have any other jokes?" No. And the whole crowd, the air goes out and everybody goes, because oh, they, they think, and I think at first, oh, she's saying this isn't funny and I don't like, like it. Yeah. She then muttered, I saw your show last week. She, I said, well, then the problem is you come to too many shows because yeah. uh, these people haven't heard it. They didn't care. The audience was out for blood. They didn't know that she was saying it because she'd heard the joke and she wanted to hear something different. Mm -hmm. They thought she just didn't think I was funny. Yeah. So therefore, I had to murder her with words. Understandable. Yeah. Because the audience called for it like Gladiator. Yeah, like, they were like, yeah. <laughs> and go. You know, like, but uh, that's, the, that's the only time I'm, I'm in stand-up. Uh, how long have you been in it? I'm 30 years. Oh, I 2003. Okay. So I'm 30 years into stand-up. And except for those first 10, which, yeah, definitely said things that were like i'd go home later and be like oh i can't believe i i would say that on stage yeah i was unbridled sometimes but in my professional career there's never moments that i'm looking to to ruin somebody's day yeah, or her, for sure but when my ego has been in check and in moments where i haven't been completely like happy in my own skin mm -hmm. i have people up yep. yeah and that's too. the only time i've gotten me, yeah. like me i remember saying to her i remember I was like texas or something i'm just this woman is like and i said to her you need to stop <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listen, i said like this you weren't the comedian listen, anymore you were the dad I was like, you, I was need like, to you need to stop you need to stop <laughs> you're gonna be outside crying you know you're gonna be outside crying you need to stop oh and sure God. enough Bouncer came out to me later. It was like, and then, and I felt bad the way he did it too because he went, oh man, yeah. she was crying, man. <laughs> you know. Like, oh, and there was a moment where I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I can't do that. Yeah. You know why? I'm gonna tell you why, and then we'll go after this. We are like kung fu specialists, and if we're at a bar, are we allowed to say kung fu specialists? Yeah, kung fu. Kung fu's a thing. <laughs> yeah, we're at kung fu. Look it up. And we're like, you're like a black belt in kung fu. Let's go with taekwondo. Okay, taekwondo, and you're at a. Uh, you're at a bar and some drunk guy or whatever mess is messing with you. Yep. You know you can. Let's not say drunk guy. Let's call him inebriated gentleman. Oh, this guy, Dane Cook. Everybody, I like. And, uh, I like. And you want to be careful. I'm going to get you in, in more hot water than you're already in from half the things then, that you've said on this. And then, uh, and then, like, you can't beat this person up. I think that verbally, yeah, as you're, a comic, it's, it's illegal because your fists are like you're lethal, lethal weapons. weapons. Yeah, I feel like I feel that's like a thing, as a comic, it's true. That's I feel like as a comic, we, are, we <laughs> yeah. have a lethal weapon. Yeah. And I, sometimes I tell them yeah. too. I go, "You're not going to win this, right?" Just for the simple fact that I have a microphone and speakers, <laughs> like even that and people alone. People paid me to come yeah. here. Yeah. That yeah. alone, you're, like, you're not going to win. I have the constitution this. on my side <laughs> with what I'm about to you to do to you right now. So then you like verbally kung fu them. Yeah, it does. It does happen, and when it does, there's. From time to time, you do look back and you go like, oh, I scorched that person maybe a little bit, yeah. a little bit too much. I but felt that. Yeah. Well, well, well listen, guys. Uh, thank I'll you guys ahead, for Matt. coming by. Yeah, this has been uh, the- Jen to Jen. Dane Cook, thanks, dude. Uh, pleasure thank you having you here. Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, well, next time we'll just do all nerd stuff, maybe. Yeah. With a doctor? Like With yeah. a doctor, yeah. yeah well, I was like going to say, we should, should have, have a doctor and you come by. Or no, a, he's, or just, he's just standing over here <laughs> and sitting on a stool. Yeah. And he just goes, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, guys. Yeah, no, no. He has a, he has <laughs> he a card goes, that says, like, goes, agree goes, or disagree. <laughs> yeah, he, just, he just goes, oof, <laughs> oof. <laughs> 
Well, whether you're watching or listening, we appreciate you guys stopping by to uh, to uh, engage with us. Dane, thank you so much for coming by. Absolutely, man. Pleasure meeting All you. Right. Yeah, and uh, what are we doing with this? Okay, shake right. his hand. We do. We do well, because I was on the proper yeah. men shake oh, right handed, right, 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 right there. Right, right, and right, then right. if we did this, I would be like, if I we had to go like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you everybody for watching. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow everything you got to do. We'll see you guys next week on Gen to Gen, and uh, I think that's a wrap. All right. It's a wrap. <laughs>